This episode of Awards Chatter is brought to you by Universal Television, presenting Girls 5 Eva. Girls 5 Eva follows a one-hit wonder 90s girl group who attempts a comeback while hilariously navigating family and relationships, plus the joys and pains of middle age. The show stars Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldsbury, Paula Pell, and Busy Phillips. Don't miss the series critics call the funniest show on television. Girls 5 Eva is now streaming on Netflix and is for your Emmy consideration for Outstanding Comedy Series and all other eligible categories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 25 of Awards Chatter, the Hollywood Reporter's Awards podcast. I'm the host, Scott Feinberg, and this is a very special episode, not only because it's a milestone number episode, but also because we are joined for the better part of an hour by two of the most remarkable artists and women out there, Lady Gaga and Diane Warren, who collaborated on the song Till It Happens to You in the documentary The Hunting Ground. Both are quite likely to be nominated when the Oscar nominations are announced on the 14th. And we should note in regard to that that there are less than 24 hours remaining until Oscar nomination voting closes. So if you're an Academy member and you haven't yet voted, you're going to want to do that pretty soon. But back to our conversation with Lady Gaga and Diane Warren, which took place at Lady Gaga's home in Malibu and really took my breath away. It deals with so many heavy issues, just like the film, and yet does so in a way that I think you will feel is well worth your time. It's a raw, honest, and emotional discussion about the film, the song, and the artist's own experiences with sexual assault, which they've rarely talked about before. As most listeners probably know, these two artists are at the top of their game. Diane Warren is a songwriter, not a singer, and she is responsible for many of the greatest hits performed by others, songs that you certainly know and love, including seven that have been nominated for the Best Original Song Oscar over the last 28 years. Those are Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from Mannequin, Because You Loved Me from Up Close and Personal, How Do I Live from Con Air, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Armageddon, Music of My Heart from Music of the Heart, There You'll Be, from Pearl Harbor, and Grateful, from Beyond the Lights, just last year. Rather remarkably, Diane Warren still has never won an Oscar. Lady Gaga's a little newer to the scene, but unless you've been living under a rock for the last eight years, you know who she is and you know what makes her so great. She is a hit machine of all genres, not just pop, but jazz and everything in between. She's never been nominated for an Oscar before, but she's won just about every other accolade that a singer-songwriter can, and she certainly endeared herself to the Academy last year when she performed an incredible musical tribute to Julie Andrews during the Oscar ceremony. I can't thank these two ladies enough for taking time out of their busy schedules to share their thoughts and views, especially so openly, and I hope you enjoy and benefit from the conversation as much as I did. Well, first of all, thank you both so much for doing this. And like, I, I know Diane for a long time, so I know I can call her Diane. I don't know what's the proper... Do, does somebody call you Lady, Miss Gaga? Like, what's the proper way to do well, this? Well, most of my friends <laughs> yes. call me Gaga. Gaga. But um, also I have friends that 
Tony Bennett calls me lady. Lady, okay. Oh, wow. And so does uh, my guys in my jazz band. They all call me lady. Lady, okay. That's so cool. And... Uh, what do you like? Uh, well, I, I quite like Gaga. I mean, Gaga. that's who I am now. Sure. But also, uh, my real name is Stephanie, and yes. Diane calls me that sometimes. Yeah. Elton calls me Stephanie. Stephanie. Aww. That's so nice. Well, I, I really appreciate having us over to your house to do this. And uh, it's such an important song that you guys have done and, and for an important film. And But before we get to the heavier stuff, I wondered if we can just do a little uh, mutual admiration here for a second. Because I know you, you both are fans of each other. So before you met, had it, do you remember when you first became aware of the other person and what it was that appealed to you about them? And maybe, uh, Lady Gaga, we could start with you about Diane. I don't want to miss a thing. That's how I learned about Diane Warren. Wow. And I was so kind of blown away by that song at a really young age, and it made me cry every time I heard, which is, and I think that's what she is so great at. And, you know, in in our own way with Till It Happens to You, it achieves that kind of, I think, that heart-wrenching place. Yep. But um, that was the song. I mean, what a tremendous song. And it was sung so well by Steven Tyler. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, I, you know, one of those moments that changes kind of your perspective forever about music, I think. Totally. And Diane, how about you? When I first heard you, I was so impressed with, with Gaga's first album. And just there's such artistry she's not only a great singer she's a great songwriter she's a great performer she's a great everything you know and way past all the like all the gaga persona all that underneath is an artist that will last forever no joke you know it's all cool with all the all the cool things you do and all the the uh, you know you know what i mean all, like all the gaga-ness but underneath <laughs> it it's there's an artist there's like who else can can go head-to-head with Tony Bennett. And that's Tony Bennett. And you you stood side-by-side side equal. You, you know? know what? I, I really feel um, just that I've been so blessed to learn from really great people. And that's another thing that's great about you is that you feel that way. And I think you'll always feel that way. And I think that's what's going to keep... That's, oh, yeah. what, that's what being an artist is. That I love everything you do. When I saw you do You've Got a Friend... At the Music Cares thing, that was the best performance. Carol I, King, I, yeah. James Taylor. Wow. That was that. I just fell on off the chair. You know, so on top of everything else, right. it was like, oh my god. And what a serendipitous thing to happen because that was such a hard performance for me. That song and singing it, it was it like um, a difficult time in my life. What the song was about, the lyrics, it's just. And then you add the fact that Carol King is three <laughs> tables away from that's me not intimidating at all. And so, and so, uh, and so, for her to have loved me in that moment yeah. is so powerful. No, that's for one of the me. best performances, not not like I've seen of yours, but I've ever seen wow. in my life. Well, let's go back to the beginning for a moment for both of you, because um, my understanding is you knew pretty early on this is what you wanted to do. You both, I believe started at college so you were covering your bases and then you you couldn't resist right you kind of went well, I was off. a college dropout well when you did yeah. the, when you did the billboard when your mom was talking about I mean this is on top of everything yeah. else she's billboard woman yes. of the year and yeah. you know a million so. other things yeah like so deserved but when your mom was g- g- talking about you and giving you the, the giving her the award I was like going and I wrote your mom a letter I don't know if she got it, I wrote an email I thought that was so much there was so much 
I felt like we have similar paths in a weird way. We do. Like we yeah. knew what we wanted yeah. to. And when you said in your speech, you go, it's all the people that, that didn't support us and that turned us down that gave yeah. us the fire. Because that, that, that's what gave me the fire. Not, not necessarily people that believe, although that's great too, but the people that don't. The people like, that don't believe in you give gonna, you the most inspiration. Yeah, because really? so, you have to prove them wrong. I had to do that with my mom even. Well, I imagine when, uh, when Gaga, you went off to NYU, I believe, and then left, that's a big decision. You dropped out as well? And, mm-hmm. and, wow. and for you, Diane, I think uh, uh, L.A. Pierce College and, and Cal State, right? Yeah, Northridge. My, well, my dad said he'd support me if I went to college, so I just took the most bullshit That's exactly classes. what happened to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then I said I want to leave college. Yeah. And they said, you have a year to get some kind of a deal happening or wow. we're, we're going to make you go back and you can't use your money that was saved away from school so I had wow. three jobs wow. to pay wow. for every I had to pay for my rent and I had to pay also uh my demo bills you this know this was in New York wow. yeah, yeah it's expensive yeah. so I was sure. working as a waitress as a bartender I worked as a uh dancer wow wow you know yeah all that, because, yeah. but you know what? It's the, not it's not a dancer like music. you know in the Philharmonic <laughs> ballet edition. Not that Joffrey kind of ballet. dancer. Yeah, yeah, it was not like that. No, it was more of like the exotic type. Hey, well, you know what? You, you did it for you... the love of your music because you were gonna do. Anything I would do anything to... for Me my too. music. I mean, Me as too. A, especially at that age. I mean, it was completely thrilling for me. I found it actually to be funny that. People were willing to give me their money so for doing something so ta- kind of what I thought to be talentless of myself at the time. I do believe it is a talent, though, to be a dancer. If I wasn't making a buck, I was home, asleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that was... the work ethic. That's how I got here. So what Hard for... work. And by the way, that's, that's, this, this one's work, work ethic's insane. I've heard I think we, that. we share that, too. Yeah. But, like, it's hard... To do what you do is harder because you're doing... You're not just writing songs. You're going on the road. You're performing. You're. This is why her and I are friends. Long story short, yeah. she saw in my first album a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When most of the world saw a pop star. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, I've been since that first record trying to show people that I actually wrote all of that yeah. and came up with the ideas and that it wasn't marketing strategy right. or that, you know, I wasn't put into a machine and then right. this is... The artists that they created, this is something... I had a wonderful creative team that I still work with, but this is my heart and soul. And right. as a woman in the industry, it just it just kind of takes time to build that credibility. Right. And Diane, why I love her so much is that I don't have to jump through any hoops with her. Right. It's no. just... It's like my talent's here, hers is yeah. there, right. and there's a piano, and yeah. that's it. And right there's, there's nothing else. Yeah. So when you guys Absolutely. were sort of at that point before it quite happened uh, and you were working those jobs and Diane, you were delivering things. And <laughs> yeah, had my two-week job at Music Express. I didn't even, I, I'm from the Valley, so I didn't even know Hollywood. I was trying to give my cassettes to everybody and I got fired on my birthday. For doing that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The things I filled up happen. my tank after yeah. they fired me. So what <laughs> for each of you was the, was there oh. an actual turning point, a moment, or was it a, a really... Um, like, you know, did something happen that suddenly it's all okay? It's all, you know, we don't have to um, 
don't have to stress as much as as I've been stress, stressing. Or I still, <laughs> yeah, I know that never that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> I am that more stressed today than I ever was. Really? No, yeah, because I didn't care if I became famous, and yeah. people don't realize that. But you know, my subject matter was fame, yeah. and I was always. I thought it was interesting to kind of you know dress like a fashionista and kind of envelop myself in this plastic image and sing things that are very heartfelt and wrap them up in something you know kind of not heartfelt so how that how did that start how did the idea of uh I think you've you've called it the theater of the absurd. Yeah, that's the theater term. of the, that's part Isn't that the of music it's business. Part of it is. Well, I can definitely right. been to a few of those shows back in my days um, doing showcases right, over right. and over. That was the theater of the absurd, but um, I that I can't tell you. That is, I think that's because I when I fell in love with David Bowie when I was living on the Lower East Side, I always felt that his glamour was something he was using to express a message to people that was very healing mm-hmm. for their souls. And, and like you, he had, there was an artist underneath it. He, he was a true, he is a mm-hmm. true, is. Yeah. true artist. And I, and I don't know if I ever went, oh, I'm going to be that, that way like this, or if I arrived upon it slowly realizing it was my calling and that's what drew me to him. I don't, I don't know. I just know that you can use the theater of your imagination yeah. to entertain people beyond their wildest dreams. And then right. you can put something inside of that that changes the world. And that, to me, is when you make something truly great as an artist. You don't nail it every time. I definitely don't, with all my songs, always hit that note. You try. You try. And every once in a while, the world lights on fire (laughs) with the music. Um, Now, Diane, an interesting... Yeah, this song, sure. (laughs) And we're about to get to it, but I first want to... Um, ask you how it came to be because you, you're you've been we've talked a lot of times about your career and you're very self-deprecating about your own voice that singing your own song is not something you ever thought no. you could do or should do I, she's I, self-deprecating about everything, everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. it's sort of part of your humor yeah. but you, I wonder just you know as a how does somebody become a songwriter without singing their own songs how did how did that happen well i have older sisters uh-huh. and i and i saw my sister's records i saw the little name yeah and i remember seeing up on the roof is that weird carol oh, king carol yeah. king jerry goffin i remember that being the first song that i saw and i remember thinking when i was like about eight years old i want to be there it's not weird and i wasn't even a songwriter yet but i i think i either was psychic mm-hmm. or i willed myself into that but I, I always wanted to be someone who wrote songs i never had the thing of first of all I have stage but fright. she does sing um, you know I get, yeah. I have the pleasure of getting yeah. to hear her sing when we work pleasure together. I, don't know if it's, I don't know how pleasure it's lovely <laughs> Diane thank you I mean it, it, I, yeah. it's heartfelt and lovely it's heartfelt well let's talk about the thing that, you, that first brought you together well I wanted to work with you before remember and just you know what happens when it happens yeah right because I wanted to work with you when We're I first heard you we very nut, tough nuts to crack like, yeah. how do you mean well, it's like she has her way and I have my way <laughs> yeah. and like my way is really like free yeah. and kind of, you know, and her way is much more kind of, I think, disciplined, disciplined mm-hmm. and regimented. Yeah. So yeah. we work well together, yeah. but we have to 
come to a, agreement. Right. right. But that is the nature of harmony. Is right. And then there's also like the t- timing is, is works out. The right time yeah. happens when it's supposed to happen. You know, when I saw you that night at the at, at that. Carol King thing though I was like obsessed I always say it's like um, working with someone a partnership I always use the analogy of a harmony and what the word means because in order for two people to sing together in harmony they have to have an understanding of where they are in the music right and there has to be a slight dissonance in a weird way too right because that's what makes it that little well there can there can be but that understanding is what creates harmony true and so i it's like i i i think that that's why we're here is because we understand one another yeah that makes sense well let me let me ask you before we get into the reasons why you responded to the documentary and to and pursued this song just logistically take us through how kirby dick and amy zaring who made the hunting ground after previously making another movie about sexual assault the invisible war which got nominated for an oscar uh how did they come to you guys. Well, it came it came through Bonnie Greenberg, who I've known for, you know, f- god 10 years. It's a funny story, but it's another story. Um, she came to me and telling me about the girl stories, you know. This is before the movie was even yeah. shot. And um, it was just like it really inspired me and stories just, just of young just like, girls that had that yeah, had done sexual assault. Yeah, sexual it's just assault. like oh like I got to be involved in this and stuff and and you know, and I know they didn't even you know, they didn't even want a song at the beginning, you know. In the movie and stuff, so just so so their executive producer Paul Blavin goes to Bonnie Greenberg get us a song for the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I guess Paul financed it and, right. and and went to Bonnie and then Bonnie, and Bonnie came to me. You got you knew. Yeah, and, and now um, how do you then for the first time I guess you know, reach out to Lady Gaga? I called you. And I, I played, you know, and you but were... But how does that beginning of that call well, even work? Hey, I'm, uh, somebody, uh, a, a documentary about sexual assault has called well, me for a song. Well, let me Can tell I you talk? part of... Okay, yeah. part, aside from her being, like, yeah. the, one of the best bar- artists that's ever lived and on the planet, who I'd, you know, be honored to ever do anything with, I ca- I'd also heard that you'd gone through a similar situation. I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to be... I'm just gonna. I texted you and I said, you know what? Call me. You you have to hear this. And she was. You were so emotional. And when I played it for you, and it was and, very intense to speak to her about that. To whatever extent you're comfortable, I think it's. You've spoken about your your reasons why you responded to this before. So I would never bring it up otherwise. But for the sake of somebody who's trying to understand why, who may not have heard that and is trying to understand why. You really connected with this. Want me to start? Can, I mean, whoever maybe. You I, can I, just, I think it's we, we all have our own. I mean, in fact, we just did the New York Times yes, talk, I and, I, and I said, "Did you see like when I said how many people in that room? Did you see how many hands went up? A lot of hands. Went I mean, up. the whole place is hands went up. It's like there's so much of it that goes on. And, and you kind of by talking about this, I think destigmatize it. So anyway, and I think I the song think, is too. And the song I think the song song's well. giving. Um, and I, I had you know, it's it's all about trust. You know, it's like I my thing was my, my best friend's dad when I was from the time I was a kid. You know, and it really, and it fucks you up. It, I mean, I'm, it's fucked me up to this day. I, I don't know if yeah. you could, you know, any amount and of therapy helps. And you about it, too. You know, my friend, her dad's still alive, and she's still friends, and she doesn't. I'm just not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, I never said anything, and I never even told my parents. And why? Why didn't I tell my parents? I probably felt ashamed, but, like, that's the thing. Like, you feel shame. You're like the victim, and you feel shame. You're a kid. What does a kid know? And you, you know? were how old at this time? I was 12. Terrible. I was 12, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, she was so young. Yeah. you know, and it's like, I, ta- you know, I tapped into that and I, f- I felt with these girls and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the, what happens to, and 
with these girls on campus or, or in general. It's a lot of times it's people you know. It's your friends or it's people right. you trust, right? It's like people, Absolutely. and that, that kills you the worst. Well, thank you for sharing so. that. And, and Gaga, this, in, in your case, this happened back when you were still Stephanie, right? Was it when I was still Stephanie? I guess when did that change? Actually, what, I don't you? think it was. It wasn't? No. So we're talking how, how recently? I mean, if I if I can ask, I don't know. it happened. I was already Lady Gaga. Wow. When it happened. Wow. Yeah. And in your case, it wasn't. Uh, it was not somebody that you a loved one or somebody that you knew as a as a family friend. It was not a loved one, uh, but it was someone that I knew. Yeah. And Ugh. it was done to manipulate me in conjunction with money and uh, my music. Fucked up, right? And it was terrifying. Yeah. And I was really young, and I can't say who, and I, I'm not interested in that, to be honest. It's something that uh, changed me forever, and it made me question everything about what I had done to be where I am today. I thought to myself, did I do something wrong to bring See, this on that's myself? What's, that's what's because like that's what's what did up. I what did I do? How do you nothing. how could you how could you have done something to Well because you know I put myself in those situations and it's my doesn't, choice it doesn't to matter be what a situation. woman in a very male oriented business where there's a lot of men who have a lot of money and power and I'm alone, and I choose to wear these clothes, and I choose to dress this way and sing about sex. And but that you does know, not you give sort anybody of wonder right. if you're Ever. implying to people that it's okay. And and you know, but I I have to say that because I'm saying that because I know that if anyone is listening to this, that has been through anything like this before, that you might have felt that way where you're like, what did I do? Right. To bring this on to myself. What was I wearing? What was I? Did I? Yeah. But you know what? That's what they do when they put when when a rapist goes on trial. That's the they, they make a they blame make the them victim. raped again. They right. blame the victim. What were you, you wanted it? You were acting like no. If you could walk naked down the street, that does right. not give anybody the right to well, do that. Well, what's what's very interesting about the documentary and about what you're saying is that it shows how people who clearly have been wrong still have a hard time ever talking about it. And for for each of you, right. uh, how long was it before you could could talk about it? Well, I didn't. Sorry. I never told my mom and dad. I told my I told my mom like maybe before she passed mm-hmm. away. Not you know, you know when I was an adult. And, and she said, "Why didn't you tell your dad?" I go, "I don't know." You know, I, and I never told my friend. Um, and I and I told a couple of my friends that we knew each other, but I didn't really talk about it. And when we did the New York Times thing, I blurted it out there. I was like shocked. I told a room full mm-hmm. of strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I think that's the thing now. It's like this year with the whole. Bill, whether it's Bill Cosby or the, or, or the Hunting Ground, or I think that, you know, or, or there's an article, someone became friends with Jackie Fuchs, who was raped by Kim Fowley. Did you read about that? You know, it was really interesting. She was in The Runaways, and, he, oh, yeah. and, and finally she told the story, you know, 40 years after wow. the fact. But horrible. But, it's, but I'm saying it's like all coming out of the dark corners of where it is. I won't lie. You know? I will tell you that Diane's much more willing and open to be looking at reading and watching all this subject this for me has been very difficult even speaking about it right now I find myself I'm kind of like looking out the window (laughs) like and then I'm going am I being rude I'm not listening Mm. like but I just I genuinely put it in a place that 
is is very strange. Yeah, no, and I you're not a shy person, so I mean, it's just it's I'm something not, that's really you know, hard for and, you to deal yeah, with. Yeah, and you know, it's like you're asking about when you tell your parents. It's like like I can I'm not even yet ready to fully tell the story. Yeah, like I'm here telling you that it happened, but mm-hmm. like, that's all you have my, to say till it happens to you. It happens till it you. happens to you. You just don't know mm-hmm. how it feels. And my mm-hmm. mother was. I told my mother uh, uh, at some point in my early. 20s because it happened when well I told her before then actually I mean it happened when I was 19 years 19, old wow. um, so 10, but still you're 10 still years, a kid man 10, yeah, yeah 10 years, years later I still am like if I saw the person I think I would just like be I think I would just cry well, instantly the, I mean I just you know what I mean it's just one of those things that it's you just, you, I'll punch him for you oh come on it's not it's not that it's just I I think it's interesting on this podcast that you know we have someone that's been through this that's older than me mm-hmm. that is on, right. on the other side of it maybe in some right. ways mm-hmm. that she's able to be such a force and I I envy you in a way to be honest yeah it's, it's every time I sing that song it's difficult for me because it brings it but it, but yet it's it's so healing because there's people that like like this song is healing people. Absolutely, you know, I, when I got I, and I'm, important to talk about. And it's it's like what I was saying, like in the shadows. So all this stuff has been in the shadows. Here we have a song that's bringing this out. I got on the plane after the New York Times thing. I think I sent you a picture mm-hmm. of the girl. The flight attendant, attendant hugged me, gets from the seat, and I wow. go. She goes. I go. I was like. I was kind of like. Yeah, put off, like, why you? She goes. I want to thank you. The song is saving my life, and it's having such an impact. The impact is something we should definitely talk about. But before we do, let's talk about just the the coming together of the song itself so when uh, you say that Diane called you up and performed it for you and you were very moved so at that point the lyrics were already sort of coming together or in place or where was how did this you know, actually there evolve was, there, you know the the gist of it and then I came here out to see you we brought it to life we worked it up yeah. more the things certain things changed you know you, it was you know, it was Something that Diane played me originally the idea that she had mm-hmm. of the song over the phone, and then we met, and I started to play it and sing it, and I would say, Diane, what do you think of this? Do you oh. like this little bit here, this little melody with going down instead of up, or going up instead of down, or do and you? And then hearing it be an epic, you, you were hearing because it was like very I, and somber. Then the mm-hmm. end of the song, there was like you know some melodies that I wanted to bring in at the very end, and and yeah. uh, I did the harmonies with her. I did the uh, the B section. We um, it was really stuff that we spent time taking what was already I think a beautiful song and making it more. I think triumphant. Yeah, right. and yeah, that's the thing. And, and defiant. Yeah. And it was really t- defiant. You know, it's really interesting that that because you you wanted you heard it as an epic, and I was like kind of fighting. I was like, oh, it's like, like, and she made she had this whole vision for it. And what's so interesting about about this? And the video wasn't even done at the time. There's three parts. Do do, like, it's so it's so like, and the movie too. It's really weird because they start out as victims, mm-hmm. they become survivors, and they become activists. Right. Yeah. In the video. Start out like you see them, this hor- horror that happens to them. Then they become survivors and they become activists. At the end, you see them walking down the hallway. And the same with the song, because she starts out so, where you're just like, it's heartbreaking. Right. And then the second verse, you're getting mad. And by the end, with, 
that yeah. kind yes. of thing. It's and like, you're, you're just like, like, you know That's what? like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's now the power is mine. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you I, gave me something so right. meaningful when you did that to me. Right, you made now, me stronger. You didn't yeah. know. You thought you made me a victim. No, fuck you. You made me a million times stronger. You, right. you made an army out of one little soldier. When you're That's saying, you on your... You can now own your pain yeah. instead of... It can of, be part of you in a way that you are proud of yeah. instead of something you feel that you can't acknowledge or you have right. to hide or that it's damaged you in some way or that you're not good enough. Or like I said, for me, it's like, what did I do wrong? Right. Did I bring this on myself? Did I, I think everybody feels that too because I felt like that's why I don't think I said anything because you feel like it was kind of my fault. And, and well, who would believe me? And, you know, I was... Listen, I guess I was always taught that, you know, rape is... A girl or boy, you know, in an alleyway gets, you know... Not by a friend, someone you trust. Yeah, it, it, it's... You know? it's we, we talk about and we hear about, you know, street crimes like that and, you know, domestic right. crimes like that. But we do we really... I don't know that we really talk a lot about, you know, family, inter-family molestation and, right. uh, you know, young kids that are... Um, um, molested in school by teachers or yeah. uh, in churches. It's right. amazing how often it is an authority figure because we're seeing uh, this year, obviously, one of the movies people are talking about the most, in addition to this one is Spotlight, which right. is about this happening in the church. You've got Cosby who was doing it to people. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's so just it's like coming out. It's coming out of it's like it's like it's been in this dark shadow all this stuff, and right. now it's like people are coming out and going, you know, fuck you, no, you don't get to do that, no, 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 no. Well, I think that that's generally the time that we are headed towards in this country. I think lots of things are going to start coming out of the dark shadows. Yeah. You know, it's time for this people is a big to one. pay attention. Yeah. This is a big one, and there are other yeah. things. Yeah. You know, it's a time for us to be awake. Right. And, True. you know, we say we need to be in the moment, right? right? But, like, while we're in that moment, we need to take a real long, hard look at the truth. True. And I think that... This issue is one of many issues that are going to continue to uh, get louder and louder yeah, sure. until there's reform. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let Absolutely. me take one moment to, uh, to step away from the content of the song and just ask you about the process again um, and whether or not the process of writing a song for a movie is different than writing a song under other circumstances. And I'm going to ask all, each of you. It's all writing. You well, know. but first, let me, you're going you're gonna to like this setup, Diane, right. because I, <laughs> I think that uh, it's kind of outrageous when we go through the list of songs that you've done for movies, including, <laughs> let's just say the seven that you've been nominated for. And if lost. I can, just and <laughs> uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, Because You Love Me, How Do I Live, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, Music of My Heart, There You'll Be, and Last Year, Grateful. Um, again, to me, that you should have three or four, and let alone one, but uh, or none. Susan but, Lucci. Uh, but the question is just this: for in your experience, were, so these are songs that were written for movies, right? 
Is that any different than when you were to write a, a No, because it's getting inspired, right? It's yeah. always getting inspired. You know, the, the only thing with movies, you have a lot of opinions and stuff. You know, that's, that's what's different from me. So you're getting notes about how to... Or like, you know, not just that. Or like, you know, you have to, like, five people have to hear it. And right. then the director has to hear it. And the producer has to hear it. And, right. you know, it's a lot of But I also, people. I can see how, I mean, for me personally, I would approach things differently for a different kind of film, depending on what it is. You know, this movie, this song was... It spoke to the message, and it it also encouraged the message of the film. I think it was sort of part of the movie in a way. Whereas I right. also, you know, when I think about you know uh, film scoring and things like that, you know, uh, maybe the, the music doesn't always have to extend the message of the picture. Right. So there's also you know, but this did this did. And also, here's what's really important, right? Too is is what I, what what. I want is the song to fit in that movie, but I want someone to, like, you could take songs on the list, okay? Right. Because You Loved Me. I wrote for Up Close and Personal. Robert Redford's character dies. So that's her, Michelle Pfeiffer singing that song to him. That became this, that, to me, I was thanking my dad for believing in me when I wrote right. it, okay? And then also, it became a wedding song. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you have a wedding? It's interesting, it's because you loved, right. indeed. It became but a wedding song. that's the magic of, you know, that's her a, music right. and why we're a good team as but, well. Exactly. And make, but the song is, it means what it means within yeah. this movie. But then, I'm looking at people sending me notes. I wanted to, I, I was bullied at school. Right. The song's giving me strength, you right. know? Right. The, so the song, outside of that, becomes this whole other thing, right. you know? It becomes like, totally. maybe you lost your job, maybe you're sick, maybe you're cutting yourself and you feel nobody gets you. And especially with, with your fans who feel like you really understand them. That's what's so cool, like you're, you're speaking to them. Well, that's actually you know? leads perfectly into the question I have for, for Gaia next, which is that, first of all, I believe this was your... You had done one previous song for a movie, right? This was with the one with Elton John for Nomeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, was the process... That's an animated movie. What did it... Again, any difference, or is it just you do the song for the song? And- well, that that song was more that was more Elton's song than than my song. I mean, it was I I was a part of that song as well, mm-hmm. and I did do some little things in it. But that was really uh, his song, right. and and uh, I worked with him on it after they had already really put it in the film and you know they were working on it changing to have the other character so I was sort of brought in I have to be honest yeah no it's I was sort of brought in after whereas with this Diane had started it and they wanted it for the film but I was kind of like well I'm not working on it unless like it can be ours together because it's too personal right of course and when she extended that to me Mm -hmm. that meant a lot so it's kind of like we took what we what what she already had, and then she gave it to me, and was like, "Okay, now I Make want it, yours. it to be yours." Yeah, and yeah. It, that's why uh, you know I felt like I could I would I would never be able to fully sing someone else's song yeah. about this issue. I just I I I'm not that type of singer so usually. F- because uh, I don't usually right. sing other people's right, music. Right, right, So you know, she made it her own. You made you like. Yeah, you know. we, we but we did it together. And as right. I made it my own, she was going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," or "Oh no, 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 no," or "Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean?" Like she was making it so epic and stuff. Yeah. And I remember, like, I was wearing this the night. I remember, the like, same the same shirt. shirt. I remember, like, I'd be like, "What like about a- this?" Because Diane likes simple chords, yeah. and I 
don't. I like <laughs> eight or nine changes before we, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> I kept, I made you keep it simple though. You know, <laughs> is, and, is that and, the <clears> biggest <throat> differences between you two musically? Can you, what, what else? I like cool chords too though. I, yeah. No, she yeah. loves it, but she'll be like, that's too jazzy. You yeah. know, or she'll <laughs> be like, but I'll be like, but what about in the bridge? Yeah, you were trying like, to put okay, like a fine. ninth on a couple of those. I'm like, yeah. Ah, can you? But I do it, you know, I, I change it sometimes a little bit when I play it. And, mm-hmm. but the, the, the thing is, is that the, the heart and soul of the song, mm-hmm. it it became two women together, yeah, standing strong, and right. I just think that that is the message. Period is that we have to stand together. Is this a song that you think you would be able to or desire to play at a concert? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, she just sang it when. I she... mean, my fans would go insane yeah. if I played this. I, I mean, they're so they're so amazing and aware and passionate about helping each other and when you played it at billboard you tore the house to she when she just i heard i know and it's also totally like a totally punk song in a way i mean that's and that's what i think she liked about the way i was singing it at first i was like what if we do it like this and what if we just like round the melody here a couple times more like this and and it was just because i wanted it to feel kind of epic Fuck you, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. worn out. <laughs> yeah, and wisdom. Yeah, strength. Like yeah. exactly. You're not gonna t- like. I I wanted my finger in your face yeah. the yeah. whole time. Yeah, and you're building to. It. But the first it verse is like, not. But then the second verse. The, no, the first comes verse up. is you just told me it'll get better. Yeah, mm-hmm. in time. That's yeah. where that's. I sang that song like I would act in. Uh one of my you know on, on television mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I from the beginning of that song I say you tell me it gets better so right. the, the moment is that someone in my life just again told me that it would get better mm-hmm. right. and I'm going you know what I'm so sick of hearing that right. and I'm so sick of people walking in and out of my life telling me that I'm going to be okay okay, because yeah. I am still in so much pain that right. you can't understand right. and it you're speaking yeah. as yourself or as the as the person who's I'm speaking yourself. as myself yeah. and and as the person that's singing yeah. in this yeah. I'm saying yeah. I'm speaking the for the world yeah, of course. I'm yeah. speaking for every woman or yeah. man that's been assaulted yeah. I'm saying and and saying to the people in my life not ju- I'm not what's nice about the song is I'm not singing to my uh uh I'm not singing to the person that hurt me. No, mm-hmm. fuck. They don't even exist. Fuck them. That's they don't, like they don't not know. worth my. No, not worth a me. thought. They're right. just a dead. It, right. Dead, yeah. That the person that I'm singing to is the person that wants to heal me, and I'm telling right. them how they can. And by the way, that's healing other people while it's right. healing you, which is really kind and of. And I feel the thing. way that I I tell them how they can heal me is by stop acting right. like you know better than I do. Right. Right. Tell me that I know better. Nobody. Tell me right. I'm strong. Right, right. Tell me that. You, but that guess what? At the end of the day, you don't need them to because you are strong. How about that? Well, let me <laughs> let me bring it to this. Uh, pr- prior to this song, it sounds like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but for each of you, this is probably the most personal song yeah. that you've been a part of. Is there what else has come closest? It's hard to think. My uh, song, speechless. Speechless. I and think. for people, you know, who are going to go and 
look it up and play it again or reference it? What can you just give a little subtext of or context about? My father was uh, diagnosed when he was younger with a, a defect in his heart in his aortic valve, and he was very sick. And it was just when the fame was really getting big that mm-hmm. he needed to have this surgery or a replacement or mm-hmm. he was going to die. I mean, it was just kind of one of those situations where he could have dropped dead at any second. And he had a really hard time dealing with having the surgery and he started to drink and drink and eat and eat. And he get, and I just sort of felt like he had decided he was not going to live. Wow. And so I wrote speechless about a night that he called me and he said he was had been drinking and I was just so afraid for him wow that it I was speechless on the other end of the phone like I just couldn't even I just couldn't even respond because I was so terrified every second of the day that he was going to die and so I wrote that song for him to convince him to have the surgery. Wow. wow. I have one other one, which is weird. I, I wrote a long, it's, it's a weird story. I wrote a song called When I'm Back on My Feet Again years ago that Michael mm-hmm. Bolton did. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's the quickest song I've ever written because I felt my dad had just passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, he, he had um, heart attack, I guess. I mean, he, he had Certainly. heart failure. Well, no, he yeah. was in the hospital, but he died yeah. of heart failure. But I didn't even think he was going to die. But I wrote the song When I'm Back on My Feet Again. And it was almost like, it was the weirdest thing because I felt my dad was writing it. It was almost like he was writing it when he comes back to it was I can't even explain it was so weird but I know my dad's spirit you know and then Michael wrote um, he never that's the first time he ever did a song he didn't write and he did the song and he in his video he played his father who'd also died Hmm. and he had makeup on as an old man that he wants stuff he wanted to tell his dad so it was like really emotional well music I mean you guys have both seen prior to this song can really change a lot of people's lives right so I mean one of the things that I'm aware of is the the Born This Way Foundation, which you do with your mom, uh, Gaga, and it came out of, obviously, the song Born This Way. And maybe you can talk about um, just how you feel about the, is it a um, almost like a responsibility now when you say something or sing something because you know that it carries so much weight? I definitely think about that more yeah. now. It's something that uh, I don't always think about, uh, depending on the piece. Mm-hmm. I and what it's for, but I definitely have in the past few years, especially, you know, had to, for lots of reasons, take a look at myself and my career and go, okay, what is it that I'm going to say now? And what is it that the world wants to hear from me, mm-hmm. truly? And I think in one way, people, you know, they think they want to hear, you know, just pop music from you or great pop music from you. But I think in addition to that, People also want to be healed by music, mm-hmm. and you could do both at the same time. By the you way, can. Great pop music you can. You can. But like I said, it doesn't always catch. You know, it doesn't always mm-hmm. work out that way. But when it does, like it did with "Born This Way," mm-hmm. there is something that I might be one of the only people in the world that have ever witnessed it. But I watched throngs and throngs of the LGBT community at my shows come together before they were 18 years old and decide that they were going to change things. Wow. And like, I am proud of my fans in a way that is like, people don't understand it because 
they don't know the extent to which I witnessed wow. those kids' lives changing. And so for me... So a song gave, like, just like, like look at, look at the, what, yeah. what songs do. Look what yeah. that song did. Look what this song did. Yeah. You know, if what that Crazy. song did, if anything, is forced people and the, you know, the uh, radio to, you know, play the words gay, straight, bi. Yeah. Right. Wow. Transgender. Right. You know, it's like these were, that was the, the first time that word was ever on the radio ever in wow. the history of yeah. America. That's amazing. And That's I, amazing. I just wanted it to be there. Yeah. I didn't care how or why or, you know, and some people think maybe it's poetic, the song. Others don't. Uh, maybe I, who, I didn't care. Right. I wanted you that an song to rock the world yeah. from the inside out, not Which even about yeah, the, totally. it's not about the party. Right. It's and like it who cares so about it's like you're celebrating. Levels. Some people hear it on one level. Some yes. people hear it on And it inspired a lot of gossip that song as well. It was kind of like this whirlwind storm and I remember thinking, well, I wanted it to be a storm. Yeah. I don't know if this was the storm I thought would come. Right. But then you start to see where the head of culture is and that some You see the power of like it's like the power of a song. I mean music does things that other things can't do. Yes, but also the music. world is responsible for how they choose to interpret moments. Mm -hmm. right. And the press is responsible as well. And it's like when artists try to put good messages into the world, I think there should be maybe a little extra attention paid yeah. to sure. those songs. I, just I agree. Because like of this one. Me. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> like tell ours. you, there was a quick, quick story. I'd love to just get your reaction to them, but just... You know the the song "You Get What You Give." The uh, is that what that's the title, New right? Radicals New song? Radicals. Yeah. Uh, he, I remember Gray Alexander saying, he "Put in there <laughs> health insurance people dying, FDA big yeah. bankers lying, the whole thing, Be, mainly to, and then also had the stuff about Courtney Love and whatever, because he wanted to see what would people fixate on, and it, all he ever got asked about, and it, it's the reason he stepped away from the business for a long time was. Why are you going after Courtney Love? Why are you talking about right. this? Nobody's looking at the doing, issues that like, he was trying to highlight. And that's way worse now yeah. with, all the, with the internet and Twitter and yeah. all that. Oh it, is, it is, but, but, you know, it's, I do feel that things are changing. Mm -hmm. I do see people trying to be, or I see publications and I see things on, you know, blogs and, you know, uh, the internet. Mm -hmm. I, see, I see organizations trying to yeah. have good people in there and to yeah. reform their ways. You know, it, I think the days of seeing kind of like that, uh, or I'm hoping the days of seeing just like the incessant like lies and trash right. every hour that can I be, it can was I be cynical a couple years for a second? ago. I, I don't see that change. You really think you see that changing? Like, I look just, at the, oh. I think it's not great, but I see, I see, I the only thing that I don't <laughs> see changing that I I. I what I'm saying is I see people coming together, yeah. right. but I don't, but I see also that networks are not being held responsible for curating the news, right. curating how we should, see things. They should be. trying to cater to ratings. So. They're right. catering they all, to ratings and it they'll be, they'll be live executions young if they could people, be. Trust me. <laughs> young people and older people in America who maybe haven't thought too long and hard about why Donald Trump is running. Right. So scary. They they look at this and go, oh, well, I've been seeing him everywhere, so he must be <sighs> important. Or it must be important. 
because all of these networks are right. giving they're him giving him they're giving time. Him so he must fascist. But the truth is that people don't know that yeah. the reason that so many politicians, I won't single him out. So many politicians mm-hmm. and people are on uh, on TV is because it makes money. But look at what look what happens. Not because it's good. But look what happens for like, America. But look what happens. Like you're talking about, like the like things are getting better. Like Trump can say the most outrageous thing, which you think would end a career. Like like there's been 20 things he said that no has more been horrific. That, yeah. Right. And, but it keeps like he, every time he does that, it gets. His numbers go up. It's a weird time Crazy. to be alive. It is. Well, you know, it's just a, a time, important time to pay yeah. attention. It's yeah. important. To, it's yeah. an important time just to to put great music out there too, because, like again, it can change things. Whether it's born this way, whether it's till it happens to yes. you, whether it's anything. Yes, and we anything. have the potential in times like this to cling to the arts. Right. I mean, look at and the, cling at, to love and each other and enjoy. You know. Uh, entertainment when yeah. the world is doing the you know behaving that Going way it's, a good, it's a good time to enjoy art <laughs> very yeah. briefly it's like I we just, need it even more you do you know i hope very briefly there's just two last things i want to pose to you guys and i think they're pretty you know provocative i'm interested to hear what you have to say one of the the shocking things about the documentary the hunting ground is you we see the the girls at the beginning who are so excited they've been accepted to school mm-hmm. and then we kind of know what at least one in five of them, supposedly, according to the best stats we have, have in store for them. So the question that I have, having, you know, you guys have now really, uh, aside from your own personal experiences, studied this movie, studied the topic. If you had a daughter who was about to go near college age, knowing what what is out there right now, how would what, what do you do? You can't keep them in the nest forever, but on the other hand, it's like sending somebody into a into a snake pit it sounds it's not even just college it's it's the world right so Diane what would you how would you handle that and then we'll come wow I don't know I'm glad I don't have kids (laughs) I have three animals I'm cool so not even go to college college, right you know you know so I don't know how to answer that the good news is I won't have to worry about that for at least another probably 18 years (laughs) unless I'm getting pregnant like now right you know not right um and I'm hoping 20 years from now things will be different. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, what we can teach, I think, our young girls and boys is to be respectful to one another and right. to know that people are now paying attention and that they're listening. If you can't you get away with it If you feel uncomfortable with anyone at school, it's important to speak up. I think it's important for parents to make their children... You know, feel like they can have an open dialogue about sex, period. You know, uh, and, you know, I'm not categorizing rape and sex together, but because it's a sexual thing, it's hard to speak to your parents about. And uh, I think that having that dialogue with your kids before they go to school and letting them know that they, that this is an issue, I think that's the most important thing that we can do is make kids aware that this happens, mm-hmm. period. Uh, yeah. And that, for example, for myself, had I been told that the nature of the business and the pe- places and people that I would be uh, interacting with, and had I been told that it would be that dangerous for me, Maybe I would have done things differently, mm-hmm. or I would have felt differently. Um, 
you can't uh, control everything, but you can help inspire a good, solid philosophy in your kids yeah. and uh, just try to keep a good head on their shoulders. Well, the final question is this. Uh, we are just entering 2016. Uh, How did that happen? I know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, and I just want to kind of get your assessments of, of where you each are at this point. And Gaga, just to provide a little context for, for folks, I mean, you've obviously, it's now been like, what, seven, eight years that you've had this really, you've kind of blown up on the scene and Is people have, and uh, 2008, right, was, was the beginning. I'm still here, You're baby. still here. <laughs> Shit, I know, right? But, uh, me too. They can't take happen. me down. No, no. You're not going away. can try. But yeah, the, it's too the, late now. The, Fuck them. I mean, the thing that is so <laughs> interesting to me is that for a lot of those years, there were, you know, I, I, I guess the little Mazlers encompassed uh, a large number of people, but probably demographically a, a more narrow number of people. And then in the last year or so, let's just recap, You're, you collaborated with Tony Bennett, you did such a great job honoring Julie Andrews at the Oscars, you returned to, I think, what was your high school passion of acting on American Horror Story, and now with this song, you are kind of, I think, taking more of a activist stand than maybe you've ever done before. And so I just wonder, did you change or are people just getting to know a side of you that they didn't know before? Well, no, I have not changed. <laughs> you know, I think that what happens is when you start out and you start to become big, your career is accelerated into an oblivion by uh, the world and also by many people around you. It takes some time to weed out the good and the bad people, to take notice of the ones that have been there your whole life that are going to now betray you and right. uh, steal money from you. Or, <laughs> oh my God, we've all been I there. I mean, it's like, I can, you know, it's like I can't even begin to tell you because the truth is it took me now almost eight years to be sitting here with you mm-hmm. as a f- grown woman mm-hmm. and to know every inside and out of my business, to have full control over everything, my money, my uh, happiness, mm-hmm. my schedule, my body, everything mm-hmm. is wow. mine. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done my best artistically over the years to stay true to mm-hmm. myself and authentic, even when there were a lot of people around me that were pulling me in a million directions. Mm-hmm. I think my work always reflected that. My, I think you can see in my work when I was being pulled around. Really? When, you can see it in the imagery. Yeah. It's totally like explosive yeah. and all over the place and like... I'm constantly, uh, when you see me constantly changing my look all the time, for myself, when I look at that, I can feel and and see that I am not centered in my humanity, Mm -hmm. that I become like a doll that's trying to just stay in the game. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's interesting. And when I'm with myself now, I have a much more holistic approach to each day. I don't allow anyone to tell me where I'm going to go, who I'm going to shake hands with, what I'm going to do, because now you you start, I mean, 
the, one of the scariest things about this business and what's crazy is that the bigger that you get, you start to realize that sometimes when you shake people's hands, you're making other people money. <laughs> wow. You wow. know, you're you're making like there's so much business going on around you at the harm of that yourself. People, and people are in the business of you. And you don't even know. You're a product. It's weird. Like you to be an artist. You become a product. And then you have to wow. sort of go, so who's selling me today? Right. Is right. it you? And some people never figure it out. And some people never right. figure it out. And what happens is, is they sad. are rotting yeah. in a yeah. hole of people that are just taking off the top. Yeah. And, and then they're surrounded by people that are aiding in their destruction. Right. And I, you know, the thing is, is that my manager, Bobby Campbell, is in the business of making sure that I am healthy every single day, that I ram my mind and <laughs> my soul into my work yeah. because that's what I do. And that's, and he knows that he knows that the reason that we're here is because I give it all mm -hmm. every time when I'm healthy, yeah. when I'm not healthy and when I'm not happy, I can't, I literally can't. It's like an athlete yeah. in the Olympics. Yeah, you right. You know, if you don't let them train, they can't. They can't pull the gold. Right. Right. It's interesting, isn't it? I need the time. Yeah. Right. You know, artists need the time. Absolutely. And the what the industry became for a little while. It's like it. You're it pulled has here its, and there. Yeah, and, and there. it also everybody has their like way of like. Oh, we've been doing it like this for years, and I'm like, well, guess yeah. what? Guess what's I'm gonna changing? Do it the way that I want to do it, <laughs> and my way entails a piano and the beach. Yeah, right. And, and I'll call you when I'm done. <laughs> right on. Good for you. That's, that's right. the way to do that's it. Smart. And that's how I did my first record. And that's Sounds very exactly. Healthy to me. That's and smart. my second record. And that's why you, that's one of the reasons why you will be here in 50 years, still and, doing and this. And Diane, we got to get the, the state of the Diane Warren uh, situation here. Let's just know again. <laughs> we we're I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing like a graduation speech for for each of you, but I, I oh, want to know. Never, I'll, I'll, I'll never graduate. But we didn't graduate. This yeah, we're dropouts. Well, here you go. I got an honorary degree from my the college I. I did of. too. I Isn't think. that weird? That's I know. Great. I sort of looked <laughs> at it, and I was like, I don't. I like, think I said I don't deserve I don't that. Deserve I, I did too. Do Wait, I did too. You know what I they mean, did? I, just... I used to break into the practice rooms. I was teaching myself piano, right. and they gave me a key. They go, they, I told someone that, and someone told them. They go, here's a key to. The, if you ever want to come That's back, great. they gave me a key. That's great. You know. But, well, but so let's just say for your uh, closing statement here, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's been. Something like thirty-five Fuck, years. I've been doing this a long, long fucking, fucking time. time, but I still love it. And, I and still, still love, love it. it, and I think that it's reflected in the the respect and and admiration that so many of your peers have for you, and the fact I mean, that your know. work has Thanks. remained great for so long. And so, I just wonder for you. Uh, I guess you, you started to answer the question I have, which is like. Is it still, you know, are, are you enjoying it? I mean, the work is as yeah. good as ever. I are love, I love writing songs. Yeah. I put my blinders on. You, yeah. you get that. I put my blinders on. I go to work. It's the, you know, I, you know, I don't know. The business is like, you know, I could do without a lot of times, <laughs> but I, but I deal with it. Cause right. This is the business I'm in, you right. know. And I, I also just love her like work ethic. It's yeah. I can't well, even relate to like the thought of a nine to five in the studio to write songs. Like yeah, it's just because I go, like, I get there at eight thirty in the morning. Oh, you're you know? really that. You oh, do I'm that super yourself. disciplined, yeah. you know. Like see, well, I, yeah, then I'm I don't have anything else like, to do. I wake up, I roll out of bed, <laughs> I like, I like come to the piano, I like <laughs> practice for like probably right. two hours, really? and then I go take a shower, I ride my horse, and I come back. To That's the probably what I should do. It's probably healthier for a little while then I like make some lunch like I, I wait for inspiration to strike yeah if, I, if I'm not if I'm not feeling it it's yeah. like I just 
I'm not always feeling it. I just like to show up because if I show up enough, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to show up. Yeah, you have to show up. To, like people go like, well, what's the key secret? Showing up, working hard. But isn't it amazing? Yeah. I mean, if somebody takes something away from this conversation, aside from all the important stuff about uh, the subject of the documentary and your song, I think it's that like two completely different approaches, two people with completely different backgrounds can produce but incredible the, work. What we have in common is we, we're passionate. We're passionate right. about our art, about our work. I mean, I don't see art in the pretentious sense right, right. of it, but I mean, about the only thing I would have liked is like even more time to work on this song. Like, like that. Like I work on. So that's the other thing is Diane works for like. I mean, I actually I don't really what? know. No, I, I work a week on a song. I, yeah, I, put time. I, work, I don't do it like I work like it for a year. <laughs> you know, like, I like can't really one song. I don't know. Not once. Well. Hmm. It doesn't tell you when it's done yet. You, it wants it to, like, yeah. Even if it doesn't done, change, it's nuts. still a year of like looking at it. Like the potential. That's like, interesting. Like yeah. I, I like need, and I have to sing it over right. and over and over For because the then once life. I hear it back, I go okay. But I wish that it went higher there. So then I go back and I change it. You know, it's like. But that's actually what you could do. Like when you're singing it, when you're singing it live, you could do all kinds of stuff too, right? You could see. This is things, the right? thing with her and I. This is like the, the the writing process. So she'll go, oh, but just keep it simple. That's the melody, and do that yeah. live. And I'm like, yeah, but what <laughs> if this is a better melody, and we need to follow this train for two hours to see if you like this melody, and then you you know, then you fight about it. Yeah, that's great. And then it makes its way into the second verse only. Yeah, exactly. Are we getting no, another Lady Gaga, Gaga Diane Warren song anytime yeah. soon? Can, probably. Can we, probably. All right. You I hope know, so. You never know. Well, thank you guys. We'll really, do. I really this appreciate it. This was really it. fun. Thank you. Thank you.